In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. This is our last broadcast from Miami. We go home tomorrow in the name of the Lord. We're talking today about thirst. Are you thirsty for the Lord? Are you hungry for the Lord? What about you? What about me? Do we thirst for the living God? As the hind longs for the running streams, so my soul longs for you, my God. A thirst, a thirst is my soul for God, for the living God. When shall I behold the face of God? Oh, the psalmist is heartsick. He's looking for God. He yearns for God. Are we yearning for the presence of God? Are we yearning for the love of God? Are we yearning? Are we thirsty? Are we hungry? What do we hunger after? I have in front of me uh, my lunch, chicken salad. But you know what? I long for the risen God. I long for Jesus Christ. I'm in need of his touch. I remember when I was in the seminary, it was a very hard day, and I went to the library, and I closed my eyes, and immediately I was brought to the throne of God. But it was complete darkness. And you know what? All the anxiety stopped. I knew I'd be all right. I yearned for his presence. I yearned for running streams. As the deer yearns for the running streams, so my soul yearns for you, O God. A thirst, a thirst is my soul for God, for the living God. How thirsty are we today? How thirsty are we today? Are we into the kingdom of kingdom, or are we into the kingdom of God? Oh, if I get just one more thing, the kingdom of kingdom comes and goes. The thirst for God is what we need. The thirst for the Lord Jesus Christ is what we need. A thirst of thirst is my soul for God, for the living God. As the hind longs for the running streams, so my soul longs for you, O Lord. In the Lord, He's longing for you today. What are we What are we hungering and thirsting for today during Lent? Is it the desserts we're giving up? Is it the coffee? Is it whatever we're doing, or is it for Jesus Christ, the Living God? You know, as we detach ourselves from the things of the world, as we detach our things from worrying about our friends and our family and our the government and our cars but we begin to attach ourselves to the thing of heaven, then the gates swing wide open for Jesus Christ, and he pours into your life. You know, in the, over these days of Lent, Jesus, he went out to the desert, and he detached himself from everything of the world. He detached himself from food, 
from everything so he could attach himself to the Father. And it says after he came out of the desert, he was hungry. But what was he hungry for? Not only for food, but he was hungry for souls. He was hungry for the things of the heaven. Then it said he left with power. You know, when when we're filled, when we empty ourselves of the things that kind of consume our day, then Jesus can pour in his power within you. He can pour his purity and his life and his love. You know, on the cross, when Jesus said, I thirst, he thirsts for all of us. He thirsts for all of you, for all of your life, for every area of your life, that he is not only your savior, but he's a king who is enthroned upon your heart. And everything you do is aligned to Jesus. Everything you do is for Jesus. Even when we are at work, we're not at work to make money. That's a that's what Jesus gives us, but we're doing it to glorify God. If we go to the gym or if we're not doing it to get in better shape, that happens, but we're doing it to glorify God. We want to do everything with Jesus and to glorify Jesus. And we do that, then we have perfect peace within our hearts. Today we did the Office of Readings, and it was the scripture of Moses at the Red Sea. And, you know, they could hear the hoof prints of the Egyptians. And the Israelites said, could we not have died in Egypt? Was there not cemeteries in Egypt? We're about to die here because the Egyptians is coming after us. Just think, the Egyptians was on the north. On the south is the the, uh, Red Sea. And the people of God waiting and they're cursing Moses. They're cursing Moses. Why did you bring us out to this dump? We're going to die at the hands of Pharaoh. But the Lord says, raise your staff. And an east wind blew and the waves were parted and Israel walked on dry ground. Oh yes, on dry ground. God knows how to do things. I call it between two trapezes, the the Egyptians on the right and the water on the left, between two trapezes. What do you do between two trapezes? You wait for the next trapeze and you grasp onto it. You wait for the next touch of God and you grasp onto it. And the wind blew with an east wind and it opened up the sea. And Israel went through dry ground. Wonderful. It was the work of God. It was the work of the Spirit. And when Egypt came, the waters fled over them. And there were no more Egyptians that the Israelites would be afraid of. You see, God knows how to do things. We just need to be in the midst of his will. God knows how to do things. He knows how to do things. We just need to be in the midst of his will. Are you in the midst of his will today? Am I in the midst of his will today? What are we yearning for? What are we thirsting for? What are we hungering for? Is it for God? Or is it for the kingdom of kingdom? When I get a new car, I'll be all set. No, I'm sorry. A car does not fit in your heart. 
when I give my life to Jesus, I'll be all set. When I surrender to Jesus, I'll be all set. Oh, yes, it's all about surrender. It's all about giving our lives to the Lord. This is what it's about. It's not about things. The kingdom of kingdoms pass away. You know, I remember children at Christmas, and they opened all their beautiful gifts, and they were under the table with the box in the evening, playing with the box. They left the toys to play with the box. That's amazing. I was one of those children playing with the box under the table. And, you know, the gifts didn't mean anything to me in the evening. They just were things, the kingdom of kingdom. But something about that box, it was used my creativity. It used my creativity, and we were meant to be creative. And we want to be like that box and let the Lord be able to sculpt us however he wants, to be able to, Jesus wants to be able to create through you. And it's all about surrender. That's why we have these seasons of land of everything, so we can go into deeper surrender. And the thing about, as we surrender to the Lord, we become more childlike. Moses, he just trusted God. Everyone was panicking around him. But Moses was in perfect peace. As everything breaks loose around us in our world, Can we stay in perfect peace because we know who our God is? We know what Jesus did on the cross for you. We know what our inheritance is, that God loves you in this world infinitely more than we could ever love it. You know, it also said in the morning readings that Moses was the gentlest man to ever walk the earth, as was Jesus. And these are childlike qualities. Children are gentle. Children, they're pure. You know, you know the thing about boldness? Boldness, when, when we get the purity from God and the Lord by just releasing ourselves of all, this, all the things of the world and all our desires and let God divinely infuse us with his Holy Spirit, and it's just about letting go so God can fill us, emptying, uh, let, emptying ourselves so God can fill us, the more pure we are, the more bold we can be. They directly combine. Have you ever looked at a baby in an eye? The baby will look you right in your eye for as long as he wants. Because in the, in the child, there's no guile in them. There's, there's nothing in them yet of the world. They'll just, a little child will just glare, look in your eyes and just gaze upon you and gaze upon you. But that's what we're called to do. We're called the gaze of Jesus. We're called to gaze into the creation that God created this world for us with majesty. We're called to be able to create, to gaze into other people, look into their eyes so they can see Jesus gazing upon them so that we can live out of our heart, not our head, and we can let the love of God envelop us and overtake us. And God wants to do this for you today. But he's saying, my brother, my sister, is let go. Let go of your desires, the things of this world, what you think is going to make you happy. Because, you know, we think we know what's going to make us happy. I do all the time. But I don't know what's going to make me happy. Only God knows what's going to make me happy. And truly, the only thing that can make me happy is the things of heaven. The only thing that can make you happy and joyful 
are the are the graces of heaven, and we want to thirst in heaven, thirst and hunger for all the gifts of heaven. What we put our focus on, it it, it grows in our lives. So if we focus on Jesus, His life grows in us. If we focus on angels, His life. The angels, they'll come and they'll visit us and we'll become more aware of them. You know, what do you need in your life? Whatever you need in your life, it's all in the Word as well. So if you need more abundance in your life, there's scriptures for prosperity. If you need health in your life, there's scriptures for divine healing. If you don't feel loved in your life, there's scriptures about the Father's love. And you want to read those scriptures and meditate upon those scriptures. Till the light, till the light of God that comes through the scriptures as you read it comes into your heart, fills you, and illuminates you with the light of Christ. Jesus said, "I am the light of the world, the world." So as we meditate on these scriptures, we read to what the need is in our life at that moment, and all of a sudden, the light of God overtakes you. Heaven overtakes you. The divine life overtakes you. The light of Christ has come into the world. The light of Christ has come into the world. All men must be born again to see the kingdom of God. The water and the spirit brings good news in Christ Jesus. The light of Christ has come into this world. The light of Christ has come into the world. I tell you, even the commercials, they're not. They're risque, and we watch them, and we say, well, that's what life is all about. We're in Miami, and we see women half-naked, disgusting. One of them was going into a church dinner, and she looked awful. I said to myself, how could anyone go to the church looking like that, half-dressed? It's just sad. It's just sad. When we go to the monastery, it says proper attire to get in. You don't wear halters. You don't wear halters. You've got to be dressed up. It's, that's the way it's supposed to be. But you see, we've been learning from the world. The world says this. We saw a, a store, a bikini store. How sick. How sick. This is sad. And the bikini is half nothing. This is sad. This is sad. But yet this is what we we teach our children. This is what we teach our children, that it's not about God. It's about being loved by the world, being accepted by the world, being into the world. And, you know, we need a preacher to keep on preaching to us that God is God, and it's not about the world. It's about the kingdom of God, and it's not about adults. It's about children who enter the kingdom of God. Are you a child 
to enter the kingdom of God today? Are you a child that says, yes, Lord, I want what you want. I want what you want. Are you a child or are you an adult saying, well, you know what? The waters couldn't have swept over uh, and the Israelites got through. It was a swamp. Oh, yes, they all drowned in a swamp. No, the waters were moved, and Israel walked through the waters, and Egypt was buried with the waters. You see, it's all about the kingdom of God. It's all about trusting God. It's all about what God wants to do for you, with you, through you, and in you. Do you know that today? Do you know that today? It's not about the commercials. It's not about the things that are on television. It's about the kingdom of God. It's not about the kingdom of kingdom. It's time to reject the kingdom of kingdom. It's time to give our lives to Christ anew. Well, I've done that. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And we and we just pray for everyone, everyone on the beach, everyone, because what people lack is knowing who they are in Christ, their identity in Christ, that they are the father, you are the father's son, you are the father's daughter. And when we don't have a revelation of God's love, we look for love in all, in all other places. We look for love in the world. We look for love in material things. We look for love in food. We look for love in people. But you know what? All people are imperfect. And there's a space in your heart that was created that, Nothing of the world can fill this space because it was created only for God's love. And God's love is a free gift. God's peace, his joy is a free gift. That's why he says, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. But not as the world gives do I give to you. We don't have to earn the Father's love. We don't have to beg Jesus for his power. We just have to receive it. Because on the cross, Jesus said, I thirst, but he said it was finished. And the finished work of Christ means we get to walk out in victory. We get to walk out as sons and daughters of the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father, the whole Trinity. Do you know today that you have sonship in the Lord, that you don't need to look for approval from the, wor- from the world? You know, when we are taught by the television and school and in the world, it's just, it's just a normal recourse of how people are going to live. But we and you, we want to be renewed by the word of God, we want to be renewed by the truth. Because, you know, in the word it says, I, the truth will come and the truth shall set you free. So only knowing who, who you are and whose you are, that you be, you've come, you belong, to the, you belong to the Father. You're his child. You received his whole inheritance. And, and when we have that revelation of God's love and peace, we no longer need to dress like we, we need to look for you know, affection from men or women or love in the world or whatever it may be. You know, God also said, he said, the perfect love of God drives out all fear. So the love of God is the answer for everything. A lot of times we're very focused on all the problems of the world. Well, this is going wrong in the government. This is going wrong in my life. This is going wrong in my family. We don't need to know the problems. We have the answer. You don't need to know the problem and have the solution. The solution is the love of God. You know, revival is breaking out all over America, but revival starts with humility, and it starts with you. You know the thing about how we achieve humility? 
we lose our dignity because dignity and humility that come at polar opposites. You say, well, I need to be dignified. This, once you receive the impartation of the fire of God, of the love of God, it no longer becomes about you. It becomes about the Holy Spirit. It becomes your life becomes about Jesus. And you become undignified. You become unraveled for the things of heaven because you no longer are worried about the love of man. You only want the love of God. The love and fear of man blocks the love and fear of God. And this is why during Lent we fast. We go away. We put ourselves away. Some people might say, oh, this is just a religious practice, isn't that? We want to check our hearts because that that's inherently a prideful state, statement. And, and the wisdom that Jesus Christ gave us the church, he gave us times and seasons, and it's all a present. Even when we fast, that's a present. You know, it's a present for us in our spiritual life that we can gain more and more of the kingdom of God. A lot of times holiness it comes from it comes from sacrifice more than doing. Now Jesus said, "I require obedience, not sacrifice." But the thing about sacrifice, the thing about obedience, it is a sacrifice. Sometimes when the Lord tells us to do something, it's such a sacrifice to do God's will because it's not what we want to do at the at that second, and it might not make sense in our mind. Well, what is this going to help if we do it? But it's all about living in God's will. Our peace is found in the will of God always. I remember when I had a Bible school, there was a little child. He had not yet gone to school, and he was dancing with the music. It was so beautiful. The next year I had the Bible school again, and the little child was not dancing. I said, why aren't you dancing? He said, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to dance. Kindergarten. He learned something. Wasn't dancing anymore because he was taught that that's something you don't do. Kindergarten. Kindergarten. This is a real thing. We need to be children, children of God. We need to be like children. Accept the love of God as a child. It's all about children. It's all about children in heaven. Unless you become like a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you become like a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. And how many of us are like children? We know so much about the world. We don't know very much about heaven. We need to preach heaven to the people. Hallelujah. Because without heaven, there's no life. Without heaven, there's no life. We need to preach heaven to the people. And we need to read the last two chapters of the book of Revelation. And we need to talk about heaven. I remember doing a funeral uh, for someone's mother. And it was, uh, I don't remember where it was. But I remember talking about heaven, that she was a child of God. And that heaven was what it's all about. It's not about the world. It's not about the kingdom of kingdom. It's about heaven. And I preached heaven for half an hour. How we need to preach heaven. How we need to experience heaven. How we need to be children of God who accept heaven like a little child. Well, that day I preached heaven. And it was a wonderful sermon. People really liked it. 
Thank you for your words, they would say. But I preached only what I was supposed to preach. This woman was a believer. She loved the Lord Jesus Christ. Where did she, she, where did she go? I believe she went to heaven by God's grace. Heaven is pure. Heaven is simple. Heaven is filled with love. Heaven is filled like with childlike faith. Heaven is filled by the love of God that our eyes are just focused only on the Lord. You know, Peter, he could walk on water till he took his eyes off Jesus. But the good news is you can begin to live heaven upon earth. Lord, help us to live with simplicity like a child, faith like a child. Let us love like a child. Let us not worry about what our friends or family or the world thinks, but only God the Father thinks. Let us be undone in your presence today, that we crave only the things of heaven, not the things of earth, because the things of heaven are eternal. And when the Lord created you, he had eternal purpose. He didn't create you for 80 years, 90 years on this earth. He created you in eternity for eternity. So today, let's focus our eyes on things in eternity, which will have eternal goods. When we're in our deathbed, we're not going to wish we got a new car, a new TV, a bigger house. We're going to wish we prayed more, spread the kingdom of God more, grew closer to the Father. Well, let that day begin today for you. Let that day begin today. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, but today. Have you given your life to Jesus? Is he your Lord and your Savior? If not, pray with me. Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I repent of my sins. I love you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be all to me. I surrender, Lord. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.